0: Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about the connection between self-esteem and relationships. And this is really important to understand, not only for yourself, but that your partner's uh, self-esteem is going to have a serious impact on their uh, ability to stay in a relationship. And we often don't realize that.
1: We don't think about it. Yeah, we don't think about it. Because if you think you're a piece of trash, right, why would you want to do that to anybody? Mm -hmm. And there are people who'll say it. I'm not good enough for you. Mm -hmm. And it can sound like an excuse, but sometimes it's absolutely honest Mm -hmm. that that's how the person feels. So anyway, self-esteem is a term that's been around forever and ever. And, you know, it means exactly what it says. How do you value yourself? How do you think about yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you're a good catch, or do you think any anybody would be better better advised to
0: kind of leave you alone? Um, you know Margaret and as you were saying that, I was just thinking that it's like we put a value on ourselves, yes, and if we put a low value yeah. on ourselves, yeah. then we act accordingly right. Right. and and what and how will tolerate poor behavior or being mistreated. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: if we do that, then the other people that we're dating will do that.
1: Exactly. And a good way to think about it is, what do I bring to the table? What do I have to offer? What good points do I have? And I have talked to many people in my career who'd say, I don't have any. Okay? Wow. All right. The research on the connections between self-esteem and relationships is quite extensive. Not only... Does your self-esteem, excuse me, influence how you think about yourself? It also plays a role in your ability to receive and accept love from others. In other words, you have to feel that you're worthy of being loved. Otherwise, you think the person's crazy.
0: Okay? Yeah, like why would you love me? Right. How could you love me? Yeah. What's wrong with you that What's you wrong love me? With you? <laughs> right.
1: It influences how you treat others in your life, particularly romantic partners. Okay. So if you like yourself, you're going to see your romantic partner as an equal. If you don't, you may not. And I'll give you just a quick example from my experience. There was a young man I worked with when I worked in the prison system, and I saw him quite frequently, and he was working really quite hard in therapy. And one day he said to me, "Miss Foley, we were very formal up there in Massachusetts." Miss Foley, he said, "There's something wrong with you." I said, "We all know that. What did you have in mind?" And he said, "You seem to like me." He said, "There has to be something wrong with you." Um, I said, "Oh, I get it." And you wouldn't join. You wouldn't join any club that would take you either. He <laughs> said, "That's exactly right. No, I wouldn't." <laughs> um, And as it turned out, he had done some really despicable things. However, I understood the context of his family. He had a good sense of humor, and he was working hard in therapy. So I I told him straight up what was likable about about him and what wasn't. And he said, well, that was really helpful. okay." But he said it himself, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, Your self-esteem is born from early life experiences and continues to develop over your life. If your earlier life was characterized by unhealthy relationships, then it is very likely that you will have inherited a low level of self-esteem. If your own family doesn't love you, what are you to think of yourself? Right?
0: Yeah. That's a huge impact on you.
1: Isn't it? If your own family doesn't love you, then of course you think there's something wrong with
0: you. And the sad thing is, if there's something wrong with them, then how could they love you? They don't even love themselves. They don't
1: even love themselves, yeah. Um, And you know, we all know it's a vicious cycle from generation to generation. This may lead you to mistreat those around you, even if you don't want to and don't realize how much you do this. So you're going to tend to act like the people you grew up with, okay? Yeah. Um, The impact of early abuse or neglect is not only limited by your low self-esteem, but also on your thoughts about others, and consequently about loving
0: relationships.
1: Okay, if you've never seen loving relationships, you don't know what to make of it. No. All right. They so, feel
0: uncomfortable.
1: Absolutely, because they're unfamiliar, and most people will tell you if they're unfamiliar with it, they're wondering what the punchline is. Where's where's the price? Where's the strings? Um, This person must think, this person loves me as they do, they must want something back from me. And I don't know what that might be, and that's very scary. Yeah. Okay? So that's why people are afraid to accept love. It makes no sense on the surface, but that's why. All right. Your level of self-esteem influences how you attach to others. For instance, low levels of self-esteem typically creates a low level of trust in others. Got that? If you don't have much self-esteem, you're not going to trust others because probably nobody's trusted you. Mm -hmm. Depending on how and when these feelings originated, you may have either an avoidant or anxious attachment style that makes it hard for you to connect with others. Okay, Those are concepts that we're very familiar with. But how you feel about yourself, if you're it, it comes down to the same bottom line. Either way, you think you're going to be abandoned. If you're anxious, you're always afraid that this person that who says they love you is going to abandon you. And if you're avoidant, you think inevitably they're going to walk away from you. So the end is the same. You're still going to be abandoned. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it hard for you to connect with others. Why would I bother to connect with somebody if I'm just going to get um rejected and insulted and abandoned one more time all right and people will start to get into a relationship and then a few months into it usually at least three about the three month part there starts to be stuff like um i'm not good enough for you um i don't i don't think i can do this relationship Mm -hmm. okay so because we want connection people will get into it and then panic after they're into it for a while. At the avoidant end of this spectrum, low self-esteem may cause you to distance yourself from others, ignore your partner, dismiss other people's feelings toward you, and even do things to be hurtful to your partner in order to push them away. Yeah. Okay? Um, This stems from your belief that someone else could not possibly love you you should protect yourself from the inevitable hurt that will be bestowed upon you. Okay? Yep. So again, it goes back to if my own, fa- own family didn't love me.
0: All right. How could anybody?
1: How could anybody?
0: There must be something wrong with me.
1: That's right. Alternatively, your low self-esteem may make you extremely anxious about how others feel, causing you to be preoccupied with their behaviors. As a result, you may become clingy or overly needy towards others because you are sure they will leave you at any moment. Okay. Whether you want to push away or hold on, the bottom line is the same. You don't feel that you are lovable and that inevitably your partner will leave you. So what can you say to an avoidant? You are lovable and you deserve to be loved and stop trying to keep... Keep me from doing it, all right? I'm trying to love you here, you fool, and you won't let me, okay? Um, Response to an anxious person. You are lovable and you deserve to be loved, and I'm not going anywhere, so please calm down, all right? Um, And remember what I'm saying here is, if you need to speak with somebody about this, be perfectly direct, all right? I'm trying to love you, you dingbat, and you won't let me, Mm okay? Okay? Um, I love you, and I'm not leaving you, so stop worrying about it, please. All right. Self-esteem guides communication. Effective communication is crucial in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you lack the ability to be open and honest about your feelings and needs with others, it will influence the nature of the relationship. Yep. A low self opinion makes it difficult to articulate what you need in order to be happy. Think about that for a minute. If you see yourself as totally unworthy, you would never be able to tell your partner what you need and what would make you happy because why would they care?
0: Mm-hmm. Right? You're um, not going to give it to me anyway. Right. Exactly. Nobody's given it to me before.
1: Yeah, and that must mean I don't deserve it, so what's wrong with you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all right. It also helps you to listen well to your partner and to be assertive about your boundaries in a relationship. And again, if you have low self-esteem, you're not going to listen well to your partners, and you're not going to be good about boundaries. You'll let somebody get too close to you too fast because it feels good. Low self-esteem may cause you to defer to your partner's opinions and needs and this unfortunately can make you resentful and angry over time. All right, so if you're afraid you're going to be abandoned, you may be just falling over backwards here to make sure their needs are met. Yeah. If you grew up feeling that it was safer to be invisible and not to rock the boat, you can end up too frightened to share your feelings.
0: Yeah, because you've been doing it your whole life.
1: Right, you've been doing it your whole life. That's what you're trained to do. You've
0: never done anything different. Exactly.
1: Self-esteem influences your boundaries. How much you care about and value yourself affects what behavior you are willing to accept from others. Yeah. For example, you are more likely to put up with disrespectful, controlling, and even abusive behavior from a partner if you do not feel that you are worthy of better treatment. Okay? The other possibility is that this is the treatment you have experienced previously and you consider it to be normal.
0: Yep, I was just thinking that. But
1: even under those circumstances, and even if you have low self-esteem, it doesn't somehow feel right. And if it doesn't feel right, question it and run it by somebody else you trust. Okay? For example, if you're with a narcissist and things are not working out, as of course they won't, um, you may assume that it's your fault. So if it doesn't feel right, run it by somebody else yeah. and get another opinion.
0: Because it's like your internal barometer is not working. working. Absolutely. And so other people may be coming to you saying, this doesn't sound right, this sounds unhealthy, this right. sounds toxic, this right. sounds abusive. Exactly. And you're like, it does. Yeah. Are you sure? So if it doesn't feel right, don't sit with it alone. And that's a great—I
1: like that term—an internal barometer. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I was just talking to somebody earlier this week about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That it was like it seems like your barometer of what healthy or unhealthy is off, and all these people are saying it's unhealthy to you, but you're having a hard time seeing it. Exactly. All right. Self-esteem also guides
1: autonomy. Each of us has a need to be connected to others, but it is equally important to be an individual and stand on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, to be autonomous, which means to have your own beliefs, opinions, and values, you must have self-esteem. And if you lack autonomy, your partner and relationship must shoulder a heavy burden for making you feel complete. Think about that for a minute. Um, if you are really not autonomous because you haven't had enough self-esteem to be that way, then your partner has to carry you because you don't have beliefs and convictions and, and you can't make decisions. Okay. Without self-esteem, you will find it difficult to spend time alone mm-hmm. or to honor your own values and needs. Mm-hmm. To be intimate with another person means you recognize their needs as well as your own and honor them equally. Mm-hmm. This awareness is more difficult when you suffer from low self-esteem. Yeah. And a very quick way to assess somebody's general mental health is to get a sense of how well can they handle being alone? Because there are many people who are absolutely panicked at the thought and will stay in relationships long after they should. Okay? Now, I mean, many people don't like being alone and that's perfectly normal. But you should be able to do it if you have to, without totally falling apart. Final thoughts. Without positive self-esteem, you will have a challenging time communicating your needs to others. And this means it will be more difficult to connect on a deeper level. These are the essential elements in being an equal partner to someone else. And that is critical to having a strong, lasting relationship. So we really just said that self-esteem affects every single part of your life. Okay? Yeah. And I've worked with many people um, who could not take in anything good that you said to them. And I remember this one particular person Who had a number of different strengths she didn't know about, and I had pointed some of them out to her. And I said to her one day, Are you taking this in? She said, No, I thought they paid you to say these nice things. (laughs) I said, They couldn't pay me enough. I don't see them. I don't say them if I don't mean them. And she had a number of strengths, and you have to remember that with some people, they have no idea how to take in positive feedback. Okay. Yeah. The other thing like that that I was reminded of this week is somebody who was writing about seeing a therapist who kept saying, um, I want you to do some nice things for yourself. I want you to to kind of do some of the things you like, and so forth and so on. And woman said, I have no idea what I like. I've never had time to think about what I like. And I wouldn't know how to do activities that make me happy. Wow. So sometimes we make assumptions, you know, when we shouldn't.
0: Wow, So, this is a lot of deep stuff in it this is. video it is. that will really leave you reflecting and thinking about things. If you really go deep into it, you might have to listen to it a couple times because yeah, there was a lot to this one. Um, but hopefully you found it helpful and gives you some insight into why your relationship didn't, wouldn't work uh, or didn't work because of you and your self-esteem or your partner's self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And ways to correct it, okay?
1: So you have to be ready to join any club that would accept you.
0: Exactly. Right? (laughs) All right, good stuff.
1: Okay, and I'd be happy to repeat this, preferably in two parts, if it would be helpful.
0: Sure. Okay, Uh, let us know if you like this one. Of course, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret, of course, is available for Skype coaching. If you feel that I can be helpful to you, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. To get my help personally, go to AskCraig.net and click on Schedule Coaching and choose the option that works best for you. I do email coaching or Skype. To schedule a coaching with Margaret,